Welcome to the Sermon Audio Podcast of Hill Country Bible Church, Georgetown. The podcast bringing you biblical messages that encourage you to put Christ at the center of everyday life. We're here to help you engage in the local church and to invite you into a life that matters through Jesus. If you have any questions about your next step, visit us online at hillcountry.life. And now for today's message. Well, if you're just joining us, we are wrapping up this series about the meaning of Christmas based on who God is and then what that means for you and for me. And so far, we've talked about the fact that God is light, that Jesus brought light into a dark world. And then we talked about the fact that God is a reconciler, that Jesus came to reconcile mankind to God and God to mankind, and even mankind one to another. And then last week, we talked about the fact that God is a God of hope, that no matter your situation, Jesus can bring hope into your life. Well, today, we're going to take a look at one last attribute of God, one last characteristic of God. It's kind of mind-boggling when you stop to think about it. I want to talk about one single verse in the Christmas story. And really, it's one very powerful little word in that verse. It's actually a promise made by the prophet Isaiah long ago when he said this. The virgin will be with child, that's Jesus, and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Okay, the little word I want to hone in on today is that word with. Not God above us or even God all around us, but God with us. Now, the reason that's so powerful is because from an early age, we all know that part of being human means being alone. And nobody wants to admit being lonely. Nobody wants to be that kid sitting at the school cafeteria table all by himself. Uh, There was a movie a while back. You probably have seen this movie, Forrest Gump. And there's this scene where Forrest is getting on a school bus and looking for a place to sit down, but nobody wants Forrest to sit next to him. And they all say, well, this seat's reserved. This seat is taken. And in that moment, you can just feel the pain of his aloneness. Until a little girl named Jenny says, you can sit next to me. And then he's not alone anymore. Suddenly he's with someone. And Jenny is like an angel to him. Well, Christmas is all about being with. Being with friends, being with family, going to holiday parties, sending out what used to be Christmas cards, but are now Facebook posts of amazing holiday experiences that'll make other people feel as lonely as you feel when you look at their amazing holiday posts. And yet, for those who have gone through a loss or a breakup or maybe an illness or depression, or maybe they can't have any children, or or maybe they wish they were in a relationship and they're not, or maybe for reasons they don't even know, oftentimes Christmas can be the loneliest time of the year. And maybe that's the case for you. And sometimes we think that our loneliness is something that another person could take away from us. And so this Christmas, if we're lonely, maybe it's just that we haven't found found the right person to, to be with us yet, right? There's a theologian by the name of Elvis Presley who said, I'll have a blue Christmas without you. But there is a kind of loneliness that runs so deep that no other mere human being can satisfy it. Now, recently we experienced the birth of our baby granddaughter. 
And for me, I experienced a whole whirlwind of powerful, poignant emotions during that first visit with her. I'm kind of a bit protective by nature, which is probably why God didn't give me daughters, only sons. I mean, they'd still be locked up in a castle somewhere with a moat and, you know, crocodiles, maybe dragons around it, something like that, if I was their dad. But anyhow, as I held my new baby granddaughter in my arms, all of a sudden I became acutely aware of this loneliness that she would experience in life that I could not protect her from. There's nothing I could do to have her somehow avoid this. And I felt a little helpless, a little hopeless in that moment because she was going to experience times of pain just throughout her life. And I didn't expect it at all, but it was like all of a sudden the whole arc of her life flashed before my mind in a single moment. And I remember sharing with my wife something. I don't know exactly what I shared, what I didn't share, but I I know what I was feeling. I said something like, you know, Wendy, it's unbelievable to me that this precious little girl right here is going to grow up and she's going to go through all the experiences of life, all the pain and the loneliness of life. And and then she's going to grow old. And you know, this this perfect pink, smooth, soft skin that she has, it's, it's going to get all wrinkled and mottled and blemished and, and her cute little blonde hair. One day it's going to get gray and, and then white and we'll grow old and die and, and she'll grow old and, and she'll die. <laughs> and my wife, Wendy, looks at me and says, give me that baby. Like you're creeping her out, okay? Okay, that that might be a slight exaggeration. I don't know that I shared all those things, but I felt a lot of that in my heart. And I think you get the point here. I was just overwhelmed by my inability to be able to comfort and protect this precious child that I love so much. You know, some of the most influential thinkers of the last century have argued that loneliness is just a part of human condition. It's just a part of who we are and what we're going to experience in life. It's inevitable. Jean-Paul Sartre, the philosopher, said this, the reason we're lonely is that we are meaning-seeking creatures, but we live in a meaningless world. Hmm. Biologist, scientist Richard Dawkins wrote this a few years back. He said, the reason we're lonely is that the universe offers no design, no purpose, and no hope. Just blind, pitiless indifference. Now, the story of Christmas is a claim that things are not that way, and that you were made by God, and God actually hates loneliness. That from the very beginning, God said it's not good for people to be alone. Like God doesn't want anyone sitting alone at a table in the cafeteria. In fact, the central theme of the Bible is God's desire to be with people. One scholar noted 114 occurrences in the Old Testament alone where God says, I will be with you. So you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to go through life alone. And then all throughout the scriptures, we see these pictures of God's presence with people. He has them make a temple, which is kind of like a house for him. And he says, I will be with you to hear your prayers. I will be with you to receive your worship. I will be with you to guide you. I will be with you through the scriptures. But it's almost like all that was not enough to satisfy God. And so finally he says, you know what? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go down there and be with those people myself. And he sends his son. That's Jesus. That's Christmas. 
where the biggest miracle of all is also the smallest, where the very person and presence and majesty and power of God, it all gets condensed and compacted into a fragile, frail, tiny little human being. And he goes to earth to be with people, starting with a young, impoverished girl named Mary and her family. Because Jesus is Emmanuel, God with us. You know, that little word with actually becomes Jesus's signature word, if you know anything about him. In the Bible, at the very beginning of his ministry, we're told that Jesus kind of gathers together this motley crew of fishermen and tax collectors. And Mark 3, 14 says this, he, Jesus, appointed 12 that they might be with him. There's that word again, with. You know, later on, the religious authorities were so struck by the power of the disciples who had been with Jesus that they said this, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. And then Jesus is with beggars and Jesus is with lepers and Jesus is with foreigners and Jesus is with prostitutes and Jesus is with enemy soldiers. And one time they called Jesus a friend of sinners and they intended it as an insult, but he wore it as a badge of honor. In fact, that little word with, Jesus being with people is actually what got him killed because he actually was with the wrong people they believed, the scandalous people. And so the Jewish authorities, the religious leaders, crucified Jesus. They hung him on a cross and he died. But three days later, he was resurrected. And in the gospel of Matthew, at the very end, that little word with comes back up yet again. His last promise to his friends was this. This is Jesus speaking. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus says, I am with you. You know, sometimes people wonder, well, how could he be with people if he's not present bodily? Well, being with, it means much more than just physical proximity. In fact, some people can have their body at a table with you, but their presence, their attention, their mind, their soul is a million miles away. You know, we call these people husbands. No, I'm kidding. In reality, all kinds of people can end up tuned out and in their own world, right? What Jesus was saying is this, that now having become human, having been crucified and, and resurrected, he is no longer restricted to a body like you and I are. Now he can be anywhere with anybody. He can be with you and he wants to be with you. See, that's the personal message of Christmas. So tomorrow morning, I want you to try this. When you first wake up, I want you to say, Jesus, be with me. Be with me, Jesus. And he will. You say, well, well of course, God is omnipresent. I get that. But this is being with in a special way. And this is really for our sake so that we will be aware of his presence with us. You know, that's what it means to do life with God, just to invite Jesus into each and every moment of your day. And that's what we're about here at Hill Country Bible Church. We say that we are imperfect people learning to do life with a perfect God. Why? So we can experience the best life possible. 
what Jesus called abundant life. See, Jesus makes this promise that he can be with you in your thoughts. Jesus can be with you in your family life. Jesus can be with you when you go to work. Jesus can be with you in your loneliness. Jesus can be with you in your pain. Jesus can be with you in your hopes. Jesus can be with you through other people. And the Bible says, particularly to the least of these, to the poor, the sick, the imprisoned, the forgotten, Jesus is right there. The sustaining power of the unseen presence of God has made the weak strong. And all throughout the ages, it has made the deathbed a place of triumph. You know, it has brought hope to people in their own old age. It has brought courage to people who are desperate in life. It has brought freedom to people who are addicted and couldn't get free in any other way. You know, it turns out that our loneliness is kind of a clue about who we are. Just like our hunger is an indication that we were created to eat, or our thirst is an indication that we were created to drink, so our loneliness is an indication that we were meant for God, especially to be with God, to do life with God. There's an old Beatles song, Eleanor Rigby. And it asks this haunting question. All the lonely people, where do they all come from? Well, the answer is, they are people who are doing life apart from this God, apart from his love. The Apostle Paul describes it this way. He says, there are people who are living without hope and without God in this world. But the good news of Christmas is that you don't have to go through life that way. You know, you can invite Jesus to be with you this Christmas. I mean, what a great time to do that. In fact, you can ask him to forgive you of your wrongdoing. You know, all the stuff that you're embarrassed about, your sin, you know, the flaws that make you want to hide from God and hide from each other and make you feel isolated and alone. Jesus offers you a fresh start through his forgiveness. Or maybe you're already a Christian. Like you know you have this relationship with God, but he has seemed, he's kind of felt far, far away from you for some time. Well, you can start afresh today, right now, and start asking him to be a part of your everyday experiences, to invite him back into your life on a moment-by-moment basis. And you can get help with this. You don't have to do it alone because there's another great with promise in the Gospel of Matthew. Jesus says this, It's in the middle of the gospel of Matthew. Jesus says, for where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. There am I with them. See, what an amazing promise. He actually has a plan for our loneliness. And the plan is this, that those of us who claim the name of Jesus, who who follow Jesus, we're to be a community together. We're to be a family that embraces anyone who needs to be loved because God doesn't want anyone sitting alone in the cafeteria. You know, it's very ironic to me that in our day, as modernization increases, poverty and illiteracy and disease, they're all going down. But guess what? Loneliness is actually going up. It turns out loneliness is a much greater problem than researchers had ever thought. According to recent studies, three out of five Americans today suffer 
from loneliness. You know, it's such an epidemic in the UK that they've actually established a cabinet level government position called the Minister of Loneliness to address this problem. A whole field of treatment has emerged in psychology called pet therapy. You know, studies, numerous studies have shown that animal companionship can reduce the pain of loneliness. In fact, just a few years ago at Christmas time, the star of the internet was this Dalmatian named Wiley with a heart-shaped nose. And maybe you've seen this little guy. I mean, how, how cute is that, right? I mean, how could you resist that? I mean, how could a parent not buy a child a dog this Christmas, you know? Yeah, I digress. But when we buy dogs and, and we buy cats and we buy rabbits or even goldfish to try to take away some of that pain of loneliness because we are a lonely people. Over the last 30 years, the number of people who say they have a close friend in whom they can confide has dropped 50%. It's dropped in half. And then tragedies come into our lives and we wonder, you know, where's God? What do I do? Well, Jesus had a plan that when tragedies come, when a family loses a child, when an aging person is battling an illness or uh, somebody loses a job or somebody goes through a divorce or feels rejected, nobody stands alone. That the church is a family and Jesus is right here in the middle of it all and he has some very good news. See, the message of Christmas is this. God and sinners reconciled. Emmanuel, God with you, if you want. Pray with me. Lord, in this moment, I just want to give an opportunity for anyone who doesn't know for sure that Jesus is with them. To just invite Jesus to be a part of their life. If you want to know for sure that you're forgiven and that you're going to heaven to be with Jesus, just say, Jesus, I'm not believing in anything else, not believing in myself. I'm trusting fully in you. And I believe your promise that you died for my sins, that you offer forgiveness and eternal life to all those who will simply put their faith in you. And so I'm doing that right now. I'm trusting in you and you alone, Jesus. And for the rest of us, I pray that no matter what we're going through, if there's brokenness, if there's heartache, if there's pain, if there's loneliness, that we would recognize that you are Emmanuel. And we would invite you in a very powerful way to be with us and experience your presence with us this holiday season. Because you're a God who wants to bring us comfort, who wants to be there for us no matter what we're going through. And that we would just trust that we're not going through it alone. And all the wisdom we need, all the guidance we need, all the power, all the strength we need can be provided through you. Because you're with us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.